Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about opening up to our fullness. We talk about awakening to the aspects of self that we've maybe never even been introduced to. And in this particular episode, we talk about healing the divide between the masculine and the feminine or between men and women. So both personally within ourselves, as well as external to us in our relationships. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding. I love today's episode. Again, it was recorded live in our Facebook group, which if you're not a member, feel free to search on Facebook for us, Rewilding for Women. And then if you just hit join, we will get you into the group. But if you are interested in being live for the recordings, just feel free to come over to the group and you'll see under the events um, the next episodes that are being recorded. But I love this episode um, from a standpoint that we get to some heights in it, heights that I wasn't necessarily expecting us to get to. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was surprising <laughs> and beautiful. Um, we definitely talk about the path to healing some of those really deep wounds. We definitely talk about current society and some of the things that we as women are faced with around our relationship to men, masculine. Um, And then we start to talk about some of the deeper energetics of it and some of the challenges that come with walking this path or traversing these realms or choosing to heal the pain between the masculine and the feminine, choosing to heal the divide between the masculine and the feminine or between men and women. All right, that is enough of me rambling on and on. If you are interested, we currently have a little bit of a special going on. So if you're listening to this in September of 2018, there's a special on our website, on our homepage, you'll see sexual healing and awakening retreat. And there's a $50 coupon code going around. So if you use SEPT50, S-E-P-T 50, you'll get 50 bucks off. Yeah. We shared that with our newsletter um, members this week, but just in case you're not already a newsletter member, but you're interested in doing some of this deeper work on healing the masculine, the feminine, or healing between men and women, this is a great online workshop to do. It's not just about sexual healing. It's very much about opening up to the feminine within the masculine within. It's also about connecting to the divine union of them. So that sort of sacred connection with Shiva Shakti. Um, Okay, that is enough of me yapping on and on. I will leave you here to enjoy the episode. I prepared for this a million different ways. I have notes. I have notes on my phone. I have notes in a notebook. I have a list of five therapeutic ways that you can start to heal the divide within yourself. I have archetypes, feminine archetypes and masculine archetypes that are keepers of the wisdom of sacred union and sacred marriage. I've got a ton of stuff. And what happened about 20 minutes before I turned the camera on, which is why at the start I said, kind of wish Wi-Fi didn't work, is none of that matters. <laughs> All of that got pushed to the side. It's, it's gone. There are no notes. Um, because to me, what came through was the importance of holding really big space for the pain in the feminine. 
what came through was a lot of emotion and a lot of heart and a lot of passion for how much wounding, how much pain, how much grief, how much rage sits within woman, within the feminine, within our energetic beings, within our bodies, within our ancestral lines. And so much so that I was kind of bawling my eyes out just before the live and I have a whole box of tissues here um, because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but it feels really important for us to first and foremost honor what it is that we feel with regards to men, with regards to the masculine, with regards to what comes up for us in intimate relationship, what comes up for us around sex, what comes up for us around love, where are all of the places in us where we find it hard to love, where we find it hard to connect. All of those places, all of those kinks that we've got, and we all have the kinks. We all have things that have happened in our lives that have kind of kinked us. <laughs> and we've got fear. I was, so right now I'm living in, um, in the mountains in Colorado, and it's, it's very like isolated, and I love living that way. But I found myself down in Boulder the other day, and I was doing some really big Lilith work for the last like, week or so. And that takes me into very deep places within the feminine. And so I'm in this very open, very vulnerable, very deep place within the feminine. And I'm walking through Boulder, and there are just, there's people on the streets and they're everywhere. And I'm watching my system check into every single man that walks by. I'm checking every single man that walks by. And what am I checking for? I'm checking to see if I'm safe. I'm checking to see if, if that energy is, is safe or if I have to be on the defensive. And I then later on, and I love how synchronicities work, um, and how many of you can relate, right? How many, how many of us as women actually acknowledge that or feel that? And, and for me, it's such an automatic. It has been such an automatic in my life. But when you end up like living in the woods by yourself and there's nobody around, I'm, I'm not doing that thing. And so it was so very apparent and also just having been doing so many deep meditations on the feminine, um, it was so loud. And so as I approach this subject, and we're approaching it now, but as we continue to walk into this subject, it is so important for me to say, and for this to be a space, this live stream, this conversation, our Facebook group, for it to be a space where all of that is held. All of that is witnessed. All of that is okay. All of that is welcome because it's there. It's, it's there. It's there. 
Um, it might not be loud in your particular energetic system, but it's in our collective. It's, it's there. It's there. Um, and that's important for us to honor and for us to recognize and for us to put words to and for us to hold really big space around that for each woman who's here. We all have very different stories, very different stories of the different abuses or the different atrocities or the different oppressions or all of that. We all have stories around it. We all have something. And so before going anywhere, it's that I see you. Um, and if that feels right for you, there's the practice that we do in rewilding a lot of times in live events and we sometimes do it on podcasts. And it's just this really big heartfelt thing. And it's a huge energetic thing. And it's a, I see you, right? I see you. And sometimes we do it here by pushing lots of hearts. And sometimes you can do it by writing the comment, I see you. And so if it feels right for you while you're here on the live, feeling into that big, huge heart felt space and sharing I see you with all of the women who sit in this group, all of the women who are here with us live. The thunder's even saying, I see you for crying out loud. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're good. We're good. loud. That's a loud I see you. I'm good with that one. I hope you can hear it. It's beautiful. Um, all right. <laughs> with all of that holding, with all of this love, with all of this acknowledgement, the next question that we have to ask ourselves is... Do we want to heal? So when we go back to this topic of healing the pain and the divide between the masculine and the feminine or men and women, we seriously need to ask ourselves, do we want to heal it? Do we want to? Yeah, you can say it from a cognitive place like, yeah, of course I want to heal it, Sabrina. Does your heart want to heal it? Is your heart ready to heal it? Because what would it mean if you, within your system, were to heal the pain? What would that mean for you? What does that require? What height do you now have to live at if you say, yes, I'm ready to heal the pain. I'm ready to heal the divide. What height do you have to live at? That's a serious question to ask yourself. And it's okay if you say, I'm not ready. It, it, there is nothing wrong with that. But don't bullshit yourself and say that you are ready when your heart is not ready, your yoni is not ready, the whole of your energetic system is putting up walls and shooting out daggers, but out of your mouth is coming, I'm ready to heal when you're not. I know that this sounds scathing and nasty and mean, 
And it's kind of meant to, because if it's not, it's not going to cut through the way that we bullshit ourselves. And that's one of the biggest things that keeps us from healing is that we say we're doing it, but we're not. We're, we're maybe talking about it, but that's accessing like one one hundredth of your entire being. So to me, that's the biggest question that we need to ask ourselves from the depths, right? And that's why when I started this podcast out, I said, let's open. Let's open to our intuitive selves. Let's open to our hearts. Let's open to our womb space. Do you know how much wisdom sits in your womb space? Once you start to access the wisdom of the womb, it will tell you. It will tell you, I am shit scared to heal. I am shit scared to let that divide go. I am shit scared to let the wall down. I am much safer being nasty. I am much safer being angry. I am much safer wanting to um, get revenge. I am safer. This is a big thing to feel into. It's not easy to feel into this because these are the places that we hold the biggest protections around, the biggest defenses around. When I say protections and I say defenses, we will tell ourselves a whole lot of stories, a whole lot of stories. He did it to me. He did it. The society's not safe. Walking down the streets of Boulder isn't safe. I was sexually abused back when, blah, blah, blah. Every man in my life, blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff will go on. And I'm, again, going back to how we first started this podcast. I hear you. It's fucking real. I honor that. I've been through it. I live it. I am a fucking woman. I grew up in a family that has the most distorted, masculine, sexual shit going on in it. Right? It is disgust. I, I know it. I know it. But here's the thing. We get to choose. Or we get to choose. Most of us. I don't know where you're from or where you're living. But most of us live in a society where we can choose. What are we getting to choose? We get to choose to what level we're ready to transcend all of that stuff. It's not an easy choice. Healing isn't easy. It's not. Especially when we're talking about deep, deep wounds that we've survived deep traumas that we've survived, old patterns that we've lived through, right? Patterns that took 20 years to develop. You grew up in a household where mom was absent or father was abusive or whatever. That was 20 years of kinking the line, creating a pattern in you. But it's now our choice as adults. As adults living where we live, we get to choose. We get to choose. And we get to choose to what degree do we want to purify and awaken to the fullness of the feminine? What degree do we want to experience union with the masculine? What degree do we want to experience sacred sexuality within ourselves, within a relationship with another? We get to choose. What do we want to experience? Do I want to experience the heights of love, the heights of connection? Do I want to experience being fully met? 
by the masculine, being fully held by a man. Do I want to experience that? The thing about it is, it takes work to do that. It takes work. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to. It's our choice. It's the beautiful thing about how we live today and where we live and what we have access to. We've got access to these healing modalities, to these therapies, to these practices that open us, that awaken us, that heal us. To me, this is such an amazing time to live in. And I think people probably always said that. But to me, it's so amazing because of the freedoms that we have, because of what we're able to do, because of the choices that we're able to make. You know that old saying, perception is reality? I wholeheartedly believe that. I have witnessed that. I have watched that take place in extraordinarily personal relationships in my life, that my perception of that person in my life created the reality of that relationship with that person. As my mother, um, there's been lots of them, but that's the one that's in my mind right now, is I was perceiving her as something that kept her stuck in a box. So she could only act this certain way because it was actually my perception locking her in to this nasty little box where she could only operate that way. That was it. That was the only thing I would ever see about my mother because that was my perception. That was the only thing I was willing to ever see about her was that, this. Now my mother is this. All of these things, for sure she's got that, but she's also got all of this. I wasn't allowing her out of the box. It was, it was me. I was keeping her trapped. Her trapped. How often do we do this and we don't even know we're doing it? How often do we do it to those in our lives and we don't know we're doing it? How often? How often are we viewing something from one of those kinks? Remember I just talked about those kinks, those 20-year wounded patterns that took. How often are we seeing through the lens of that 20-year wounded pattern and we're keeping someone in this place? How often? On the flip side, how often are we locked in that box, right? I mean, you can probably, sometimes it's easier to flip it. So instead of being the perpetrator, it's always easier for us to be the victim. Like that's part of the feminine. That's part of what's encoded in our DNA. This is something else that we could go into for hours upon hours. It is a lot easier for us to go into victim than it is for us to go into perpetrator. But here's the wild thing. Um, when, when I do work with women over a period of time or depending on how far um, they've been working on themselves and how conscious and how evolved and all of that stuff they are and how deeply they've been doing this growth thing, <laughs> there comes a time, this is wild, 
there comes a time when you come to the reality that as a woman in this body, in this life, in this primary energetics that is made up of me, I can easily identify with being the victim, being the one who is raped or being the one who is controlled or oppressed or overpowered. It's very easy for me to do that. But what happens when you work this path long enough and you start to awaken and you start to realize that that thing that they all say in all the spiritual traditions that we are all one, that thing, that thing's not just some saying. That that thing actually comes into physical, real experience and you realize, yeah, in this life, I've experienced being the one who was raped. I've experienced being the one who was abused. I've experienced being the one who is the feminine. But you know what? I've actually also been this one. I actually know this energy of being the perpetrator, of being the one who did the raping, of being the one who did the abusing, being the one who over-controlled and overpowered. That's what happens. And there's not a single woman who I have worked with for an extended period of time who has walked this path of healing, of awakening, of consciously evolving, who has not hit that place. It is not possible because in evolving and in coming to consciousness, you come to a place where you don't just read it in a book that we are all interconnected. That which is out there is also in me. You come to a place where you embody that wisdom. It's gnosis. You know it in your bones and you know it in your cells. And so for us to place the blame outside of us and for us to keep pointing the finger and for us to keep saying, it's, it's the perpetrator, it's the perpetrator, it's the perpetrator, it's the perpetrator. we've been that. We are that. We are that. Now that's heights, right? That's, that's the heights. That's, that's up there. But that's where the healing is at. So when I put this topic out, to me the thing, this is the emotional part, to me, the thing that gets so hard is how do we bring these truths in, into our physical? How, how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we bring that wisdom? And, and part of that wisdom, the, the thing that makes me cry is the love that's in that wisdom, that there is no man or woman, there is no masculine or feminine, that doesn't even fucking exist at those heights. It's, it's, it's the delusion, right? That the Buddha, it's all an illusion. It's this wild, dramatic thing that we as humans want to play out. We want to play this thing out. We want to do this. We want to experience this. We love the fucking drama. We do. We do. That's another thing to share is there's also not a woman who I have worked with who has been on this path who doesn't also hit a point 
somewhere along the line where you freak out because you're afraid there won't be any more drama. You freak out, right? You start to get so freaking conscious, so full of love, so understanding of the oneness, so divinized that you actually freak out and you go, oh my God, what if I don't get to da 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 da, right? Like, but, but I want to... I want to do that thing as a human and hell yeah, like let's play this thing out. Let's be humans. I'm not saying transcend the humanity, but for me, what I'm here to experience in this wild, wonderful, beautiful life is how the fuck can I bring in those truths, that love, that divinity, that understanding of what the masculine is and what the feminine is and the divinized versions of them into this world? Can you imagine that kind of world? Can you imagine that kind of love? Can you imagine walking down the street in Boulder with that kind of love all over the place? That's what I want. Probably not gonna make it to that place before I die, but I'm gonna give it one hell of a go. One hell of a go. The last thing I probably want to say, maybe it's not the last, I don't know what else is coming, but what comes now is if, if this is something that you're saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I choose, I want to heal. I, I want to heal the pain. I want to heal the divide. I don't want to live with this fear in me or this hurt or this grief or this rage because it's all real. It's all valid. I'm not saying that it's not. So as, as much as I talk about these heights, it's also when we're bringing that in, what it's doing is there has to be an honoring of all that which is not in our systems. An honoring of the woundedness, of the pain, of the rage, of the grief, of the fear, of everything that is not love. Really, that's it. That's what it is. And so to me, <laughs> There are words that a woman shared, and these words, this woman's on this live stream, um, and these words bring tears to my eyes. We were in a, I think it was a soul, it was a retreat, it was a rewilding retreat in Australia, and she was supporting, and um, after kind of the group process, the team and I we just sit around and we just hold space for each other and what's arisen for you, uh, kind of debrief. And she says the words and she goes, I will not stop. I will not stop. <laughs> to me, that's the choice that's on offer. To me, that's the choice. That's what we get to do. We get to open to all aspects of the feminine. We get to open to all aspects of the masculine. That's available to us. And it's not easy. It's not easy. But to me, like, I love this. I choose, right? I choose embodiment in the body, full presence with the passion. And I see you, right? It's. We've got choice and it's beautiful. And this path, 
What is healing the pain and the divide? It's that. It's I will not stop. I will not stop. I won't stop. I will keep evolving. I will keep becoming more and more conscious. I will keep seeing myself. I will keep holding myself to the fire. I will keep walking into awakening practices. I will keep reaching out for the therapy that I need for the old crappy patterns that were created in me over a lifetime. I will do this. And for me, it's, we're not just doing this for ourselves, like, yeah, for sure. Little Sabrina is going like, this is the coolest thing I could experience in my life, right? There's that, there's that little ego-y part. <laughs> but to me, like each one of us who takes one little step up, releases one little wounding or one old pattern or one pain or one thing that she kept projecting onto somebody, right? Releases one thing, that's, that's gifting the whole of our world, right? Because we are all one. And so at that high, high, high height, at that level, we are all interconnected. Her doing the work, even if it feels like it is the most personal goddamn thing that she's ever done. Her releasing that wounding, her releasing that hurt, her letting that go, her moving up in consciousness, in vibration, changes my world, changes my world, changes the world for my nieces and my nephews coming in, right? It changes it. They might not have to fight as hard as we do. They might not have to work as hard as we do. It might not be as painful as it is for us. <sighs> How on earth are we gonna do questions now? <laughs> All right. Wow. I am really hoping that I haven't lost everybody, that I haven't gone too far off of the planet. Um, but I think, based on some of the comments at least, I feel like we're all right. Um, I'll just read some of the comments and I'm also gonna open it up to questions now. So I'll read a few comments and um, if you do want to ask a question, if you just write three question marks first and then the comment or the question, it helps, um, it helps me to see that it's a question. So I'm just going to read a few of these just so that I can share it with um, those who are listening on the podcast later and might not see the comments on the live. Um, oh my God, you, you all are breaking my heart, like in such a good way. Yes, even... Um, this is Kathy. Yes, even when it's hard, even when it hurts, I will not stop. I see you, woman. Um, I need to have a body knowledge that there is no, no right, no one right way to live. Masculine is not better than feminine. Victoria, I see you, woman. Aaron, willing to do the work. It's healing the collective. It's raising everyone. Elise, hell yes, for me, for my loved ones, for the collective. Man, and choosing love, no other way for me. Responsibility of creating our life and our world, true creation, we are free. Be, I feel you, woman, I feel that in my womb. Um, I will not stop. This is Janet, I will not stop. I choose to heal the divide, the pain, the wounding, my heart is so ready. Aaron, loving you, Sabrina Lindavadoski, for the leader you are in this mission. Aaron, deep bow, sister. I'm gonna keep just trying to do my damn best. <laughs> Leona, um, but we choose the hard path this lifetime. And, and, 
Leona, I see you, woman. Look, that's all I got to say. I see you. Um, Katie, so much truth. I should say that right. Katie says, damn, Sabrina, so much truth. Love you, woman. <laughs> um, oh, Tina, welcome. It's your first time. Yay, I'm so glad. Um, all right, here's a question. Um, Victoria, what are the practices for releasing fear, at least momentarily? Victoria, that's a great question. Um, fear is oftentimes one of the most hidden emotions to get to. Yeah? Um, fear and that feeling of, of being terrified oftentimes sits under rage and grief. So if you're at the point where you're already feeling the fear, Victoria, to me, this is a practice for all of the emotions, is to allow yourself to feel it even more. So breathe it. Breathe right into the fear. Make sure you're in a safe place right? Make sure you're in a safe place. Sometimes it's good to have another person with you who can hold very safe space for you. That oftentimes allows us to go deeper because they're holding that part of the psyche that's always sort of on alert, watching out to make sure that we truly are safe. So that's oftentimes a way that will take us in deeper. That's why workshops are so great or doing one-on-one -on -one work with people is so great. But it's feeling it more, allowing yourself to be so afraid that you, you can barely move if it takes you to that level, right? Almost like frozen in fear. There's a track that Paracoy does. Um, and to me, her music, and this is oftentimes what music can do too, music can help to move the fear through us. So fear is just another one of those emotions like grief, like if you can dance it and you can start to move it through us, move it through the body, move it through the whole of the energetic being, you start to release it, it starts to dissipate, it starts to move. But that soundtrack that Paracoy has, it's actually called, I think, just Fear. Uh, yeah, just called Fear. And I'll probably get it wrong. Um, but Emotional Release. I think is the name of the CD. I, I pick the wrong name every time. If you all have listened to this podcast before, you will have heard me get it wrong. Emotional release, emotional healing, emotional something. Um, and that, that's a great track. Also, um, I hope that helps, Victoria. Uh, Michelle. <laughs> so what are the next steps? <laughs> to me, Michelle... The best way that I can answer that question is what's calling you specifically? We are all going to be called to different modalities, different practices, um, different facilitators, different people who hold space in different ways, um, different teachers. And it's what's calling, right? When you walk into the bookstore and the book falls off the shelf and you pick it up and you're like, oh, and it sends chills up your spine probably a good book to read. I'm giving that as one of those like really blatantly loud examples, but to me it's all of us following our incredibly own unique path of where we are because what might be true for you, Michelle, is the highest thing that you could do right now could be 
inner child healing. That could be the most important, most pressing, most profound, most beautiful thing for you to do in this moment. Where, as Victoria, and I can say this about Victoria, um, is quite possibly the thing calling to her next is to do rewilding retreat. And I say that because she just booked in yesterday. Um, to follow that, right? It could be that. Um, it could, so it's that trusting in self always, 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 and following that breadcrumb trail. Um, the other thing, Michelle, is to also, where's the, uh, where's the, the radar? Uh, do I want to say radar? What station are we tuned into? So if I am tuned into the station of, I want to buy a new car, I want to buy a new car, I want to be, I'm just using random examples then I will constantly be seeing where's the new car for me to buy. Uh, Facebook ads will pop up and I'll see the car. Um, I'll see this bright, shiny car drive past on the road and I'll go, oh, I might want to buy that car. Maybe that's the style or make or model that I want to buy. And so what are your daily prayers, your daily intentions? What are you holding? And if it's, I will not stop, I will not stop. Then what you'll see when you're scrolling through Facebook is this particular post which leads to this particular article which then leads to this particular thing or, or whatever. Or you might be walking down the street thinking, oh, I'm actually really called to just get on the earth and to just be with mother, be with the great mother. I'm actually just called to breathe her, right? So that's the other part of the component. Um, having that radio station dialed in so a daily practice or setting daily intentions or meditations or any of those types of things um, helps to allow the whole of the internal system to start to give the pings right it's it's like you've said hey i'm in and then the pings will start happening in a different way i hope that helps jane i love you woman i just read your little comment uh, um, how do we take those profound experiences of oneness and bring them into the way we live? So I can't read if it's more than two sentences because weird things happen, which drives me bonkers. I can't hit the see more button. Anyways, Katie, I'm just going to have to go with the parts that I can read. Um, how do we take those profound experiences of oneness and bring them into the way we live? I think it's just everyday life is probably what you're asking. Each one of us is going to be called to do that differently. So the way that I'm called to bring consciousness, light, love, divinity out into the world is going to be very differently to the way that you're called to bring oneness, consciousness, love, and light out into the world. Um, maybe another thing to share around that is... here's what happens a lot of times we'll go to a workshop or a retreat and we hit this height right and it's sublime and we get it and we see it and then we get back into our everyday lives and it's like we fell from the graces and, and in rewilding we call it the expansion contraction expansion contraction 
And so a lot of us will come back from this really expanded state back into our lives and we feel like we've snapped back to the old self and we kind of freak out. Like, oh my gosh, I've lost it. I knew it over the weekend. Like I got it and now it's gone. But here's what happens. The expansions contract a little bit less every time, right? So it's practice. <laughs> and Katie, I'm not sure if this is answering your question, but I'm just sharing this for anybody who's interested um, in this aspect of it. It's what you're doing is you're building up the stamina to stay at those heights. Maybe it's, those aren't the right words. You're, you're earning your consciousness. Yeah, that's it. It's earned consciousness. It's earned expanded state. And that happens through continuous practice or, or continue like the women in mystery school, right? They're, it's continuous retreats. It's continuous practices. It's continuous workshops. It's continuous opening, awakening, releasing, evolving. So, um, so it's not just, uh, of one-off awakening experience and then we come back down because that's what it always happens. There's expand, contract, expand, contract, expand, contract. That's that's the nature of, of the beast. That's the nature of this. It's what we live in. Um, and and we all we will always do that. But what happens is that contraction becomes less and less. So you start to live out in this expanded state. So even when you're with your children making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch, you're doing it from an expanded place, from a space of oneness. Everything you touch is now infused with love, is now infused with that divine wisdom, is now infused with different energy than when we're coming from this place. Okay, um, I know that was a lot longer than anticipated, but that information just kind of felt important for those on the call. Okay, I think we'll do... Um, I love this, Nicole. The final share of mystery school, I declare that no matter how hurt I've been, I choose to love all. Woman, I remember that, and I see you. <laughs> um, I chose this difficult life to be on the fast track, says my higher self. Bring it, Mary. I see you. Um, the battle, so this is Christy. The battle between mind and body. I say I want to move forward, but I feel I'm holding back. And I can't see more. Um, I wish I could. Maybe if I, oh, maybe if I learn how to do a, cl a better click, right? Like if my fingers. So every time I hit the button, it just comes up with smiley faces. Like I don't get to see more. It's so annoying. Facebook. Facebook. Um, the mind and the body. I say I want to move forward, but I feel I'm holding back. Um, I wish I could hear more, Christy. Uh, but I get to see you in a week. Uh, so if this doesn't help to answer your question, we could talk about it when we're on retreat together. Um, the battle between the mind and the body. I say I want to move forward, but I feel I'm holding back. So I can talk to you specifically um, simply because I know your energetics, having um, been in circle with you um, quite a few times. Uh, you're coming up against your edge. Um, you're coming up against those fear places. You're coming up, up against the edge. You're coming up against the defense mechanisms. And 
it's beautiful that the mind is there and the mind is saying yes and I hear you. I, I so hear you. It's the going in. Your body is one of your best access points. It's the dropping into it, right? And we get to do this in a few days together. Um, so I, I think you're not even gonna have to worry about it, woman, because I know how you operate and you're just gonna be right in, um, but that's it. So it's also that sometimes, here's something else, a caveat to talk about, that sometimes when we are alone and there isn't somebody holding space or there isn't somebody to guide us through those underworld places, we simply cannot get there. So Christy, woman, um, honoring that. And for everybody else here, honoring that as well. Uh, there are some places where it is traversing the underworld. It is traversing the most hidden realms of our psyche, those painful places. And if there isn't somebody standing there with one foot on the other side, holding you, holding that space and able to guide you through and back out, you can't get in because the body's protecting and it sometimes is protecting for a very good and beautiful and smart reason. It's protecting because it's going, we don't have the tools yet to get out. We don't have the tools to guide ourselves through it. We don't have the tools to hold the space while doing the deep dive. That comes, but depending on where we're at in our journey, this is why it is really beautiful to have facilitators, to have therapists, to have teachers, to have those who can hold that space and those who can guide us through and hold the space around us. So woman, for me, it feels like just really allowing yourself to be okay that not a lot's going on or what your conscious mind is comprehending, because there's still a lot going on. Um, but what it is that your conscious mind is comprehending is to just be okay with that and know it's coming. <laughs> All right, I'll see you soon, woman. We can talk more about that. Um... <laughs> Wendy, yes! I love it. So I'm stepping into being called to hold sacred circle for men and women. Any guidance there? I love holding space for men and women. Love it. It is, I, I love holding space for women. Um, it's different. So Wendy, I also don't know if you've held space for women already, or if you've held space for groups, or what, um, where your experience lies in the moment. Um, so maybe I'll just talk generally and broadly about holding space for men and women's groups. I also don't know the themes of your, your, your work or, all right, how can I talk about this? What can I share? What would be useful? I'm feeling, I'm feeling Wendy. Um, first and foremost, so this was what was true for me was I had to get to a place where my relationship to the masculine was pure enough to hold that space. 
and Wendy, you might be there, um, but I'm sharing this for just kind of a general broad perspective and for everybody listening. And it's the same goes for holding space for women. So it's there, but there's a different energetics between holding space for just the feminine and holding space for the masculine and the feminine. Because within the masculine and the feminine spaces, there are different dynamics in there that aren't as loud. So because we're all masculine, we're all feminine, the dynamics are still there in purely women's groups, but there are dynamics that are louder when it's men and women, much louder. So I'll just share some general things, some other general things. To me, women who come to women's only workshops, they can open up quicker. Oftentimes, most women, this isn't all women, this is most women, they can go deeper, get more vulnerable, get more raw, get more real, be more honest, be more okay to be seen by other women. Now you put men in the room, now it's a different dynamic for this woman opening up and being vulnerable and being going to those depths and being okay to be seen because now she has to deal with all of the things, not just the things that she has to deal with for other women seeing her, right? All the sister wound stuff, all that other stuff comes up. She's got sister wound stuff coming up, so it's, it's that, but it's also what fears, hurts, pains, wounds do I have around the masculine seeing me in these deep, raw, vulnerable places. This is for rewilding, right? Because, and I, again, I don't know um, how, how deep or what spaces you're going into, Wendy. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else. Um, something else for me was as a facilitator, so this is a personal thing, as a facilitator, I don't have to hold the masculine as strongly when it's a men and women's group. So when it's masculine and feminine, my whole system wires itself differently to hold space because I, I don't have to hold such strong Shiva. I don't have to hold such strong masculine because there are others in the room who hold that naturally. Not that there's not a lot of women who hold that naturally, there are, but it brings a whole different energetic feel to the space. So as a facilitator, it shifted how I operate. Um, so I'm just kind of sharing that with you for what that's worth. Um, yeah, um, more down, no, not downtime, more silent time is needed for the men. A lot more. Their nervous systems can't take what ours can take. This is probably the biggest thing I can tell you. If you're just starting to work with men, their nervous systems can't take what we can take, right? So as women, we can be like, bang, 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 moving into this archetype, this archetype, this archetype. It's really loud in here. There's a lot of chatting going on. There's a lot of movement, right? Feminine is movement. We're good with it. We can shift gears when we're in our feminine. We can shift gears really quickly. We want to keep moving. We're, we're good. We can channel a lot of energy through our systems when we're in a group of women, right? The Shakti's going. We are channeling a lot of life force. We can move and we can move quickly. 
The masculine can't take that much. They're not wired to take that much. So you get to about noon and the men are just like, if I have to dance one more time, I think I'm gonna kill that fucking witch Sabrina. Um, not that I necessarily make them dance, but we do move a lot and there is a lot of noise and you can feel that the men start to get hurt. They get to a point where they start to then get hurt. It starts to hurt them. And it's a very different point for men than it is for women. Like, like women, when we're doing, we can just go, right? Like we can plow on through a lot of times, um, because we're wired to do that, but men are not. So doing a lot of Shiva practices and really honoring the difference between masculine wiring, feminine wiring, man wiring, woman wiring. And there's two great books. I think it's called The Female Brain and The Masculine Brain. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Um, those are great books. Just um, really uh, kind of giving some different understanding of how men's brains and their nervous systems are wired differently than women's. Um, nervous systems and brains are wired. Okay, we are right on 3.30 my time. So it's been an hour. I'm just gonna scroll to the bottom. Eee, oh my God, look at all these comments. I love you all. All right, um, what can I share with you? Ooh, this month, if you're listening to this in September, you're listening live or you're listening to this in September of 2018, the coupon code that's good for September is SEPT, S-E-P-T, 50. So September 50, and that gets you 50% off of the Sexual Healing and Awakening online retreat slash workshop for us. So it was actually in honor of the astrology, um, given the astrological energy that we're in during September, decided, hey, this is a great um, little thing to share with our community. If you're part of our newsletter, you would have already received that. If you're not part of our newsletter, go do that. Rewildingforwomen.com. You get an email every time we do a live stream and also really cool shit like coupon codes and astrology reports. Also, we're going to be doing some cool new workshop, a free workshop. It's not coming for like six weeks, I think. Four, six weeks or something. But get on the newsletter because we'll also offer that. Um, so you guys, it's part of our new website that we're rolling out in six weeks with the entire revamp of everything in the back end of rewilding. Um, so if that's singing to you doing more of this masculine feminine work, that retreat is actually a really big, good, deep dive into healing the masculine and the feminine. It's not just about sexuality. It's about the masculine within us, the feminine within us. And obviously once those energies in us shift and change and heal and open and awaken, it shifts everything outside of us. So it shifts our external world and our external relationships as well. It's a lot about divine union. So also that connection to Shakti or the divine feminine and that connection to Shiva. So of course, all that stuff is intermixed. I think we just sometimes don't think it is. Sometimes we just think sexual healing and we think of, I don't know, what do you call those things? Jade eggs and things like that. Um, it's not. So if that sings to you, that's on our homepage or Kelly, if Kelly could put the link in here, that'd be great too. Um, and what else can I tell you? I think that's it. Um, I think there's still some spots in the October retreat in the US, Australia. The immigration paperwork went in. Yes, this week it just went in. So if you could all cross your fingers, that would be amazing. Um, Cause I really do want to get to Australia and do some 
um, some live events, some retreats, some workshops there the first half of 2019. Okay, uh, I think that's it for me. Thank you all so much for being here, for co-creating this space, for your comments, for your questions, for your shares in the Facebook group, um, just for making rewilding what it is, making this community what it is, and for pushing me, um, pushing me, holding me to the fire. Uh, I'm grateful for it. All right, thank you all so much, and I have a lot of love for you all. (laughs) 